Hi, this is Teen Stock Politics. I'm Sam, and I'm today I'm joined by my co-host Andrew. And today we're going to be talking about some of the recent events of the past month. Obviously, we haven't been online due to like summer schedules for the past couple months, uh, and so we're going to kind of catch up a lot. So first of all, we've got the Mar-a-Lago raid that happened about a month ago. Uh, as you, as we know, Trump has a estate in South Florida. Uh, so-called Mar-a-Lago, uh, and that's where he's been staying ever since the end of his presidency. And it just so happened that the FBI had reason to, sus- to suspect that there were classified documents stationed there that should not have left the White House. And so do you want to go into a bit more detail about that, Andrew? Yeah, so this is very much relevant. This did happen a month ago, but this is one of the main stories that the, and the media is still covering today. Uh, a lot of uh, legal arguments are still happening, mm-hmm. um, especially whether or not we can investigate him if he decides to run for president is a big thing. Because basically what happens is if he decides to run for president, then the DOJ can't necessarily investigate him because he's now a political rival of the president. Mm-hmm. So the attorney general would have to give it approval, which will sound very, very partisan, even if he actually did break the law and because everyone's equal under the law, they should investigate him. And we're looking right now as whether or not he's going to decide to run. We don't know whether he'll run before the November midterms and officially mm-hmm. register to run. We don't know. Yeah, he's intentionally being very vague. He's stalling as much as he can. It's it's that time where people are about to... It's almost midterms. And so just after midterms is when people typically start announcing candidacies for the presidential election. And so he's kind of, I feel, especially in the way he's worded things, he's like, oh yeah, I'm running for president. Ah, probably not. He's all over the place. He's a loose cannon. And we're, we're going to have to wait and see on what he does. And I'm honestly having the feeling that he'll probably stall. He'll not, he'll try to shrug it off until the very last minute in order for him to win. Cause he already got loyal supporters. He doesn't need so much hype and build up for the election that most candidates, including Biden, need. So he's going to take his sweet time. Well, I mean, just think of this. Like just a few months ago, we were still debating whether he was going to run at all. I don't yeah. think that's a question anymore. He's definitely going to run. But the, um, him running, the only reason he would choose to run this early is to give the Republican Party more of like an advantage in the midterms. But also at the same time, that could backfire. Um, we don't know yet. Uh, but also, of course, as we explained earlier, gives the DOJ, makes them seem a lot more partisan to investigate mm-hmm. a political opponent of the president. I mean, what do you think, just relating to that, do you, do you think it's smart for him to go ahead and run? I mean, if they were, a, if Trump wanted to run, he's definitely having to go under the radar. He's done a lot of stuff in the past four years or two years that uh, he has been out of office. And so he's going to need to dodge things, especially while he's not the president on both the state and federal level. And also, I do think if the attorney general uh, decides, the attorney general and the president decide to uh, send an authorized DOJ investigation uh, on Trump, uh, even while he's running for president, uh, I think it, if he was convicted, especially, it would be a major win for the Democrats. But if he's not, then that's a major loss. That's I think that's the risk way. The reason I think it's going to be a major win if they do con- find uh, conviction charges 
is that if they can prove that the Republicans nowadays, because Trump is widely considered as a figurehead for the Republican Party, if they've committed such of these heinous crimes, then that can also steer closer to the now objectively thought processed by the American people, lawful Democrats. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but him announcing he's running kind of gets him to admit he lost originally, right? Mm -hmm, Yeah. So for him to go ahead and do it this early, I don't know, because a lot of the Republican movement is that Biden did not actually win the election. Yeah. And running again kind of admits that he did lose. (laughs) That he's not the president and that he's running for the third term. So I kind of just think that's quite amazing to me. I mean, the same thing happened in February, not this February, the February before that during the impeachment hearings. Mm -hmm. It was like, well, he's not president anymore, but that also makes them admit that he's not president anymore. Mm -hmm. He's Republicans. Which I think is very interesting. Back to like the Mar-a-Lago raid. Speaking of a bunch of uh, Trumpers, uh, a big thing is that they are claiming that the Department of Justice and the FBI planted the documents that were found in Mar-a-Lago. Which is absolutely absurd absurd because of Trump's... I, I don't know if people have heard of this, but Trump has typically been highly against police and federal involvement in Mar-a-Lago. He hasn't had any FBI, CIA officials in there or anything of that sort. He keeps it very on the down low, almost like a compound of sorts. He does not want military people in there. So the fact that an FBI team could have somehow gotten in there and planted it beforehand, or when they raided it, they did that. Both of those theories are extremely absurd. And I also think, I I was talking in school and this is a topic that came up and my teacher was basically saying, well, calling a raid is kind of using the word wrong. It was a warranted search. A raid mm-hmm. makes it sound like it was not legal. It was like yeah. they weren't supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. They had a warrant for the search. Yeah. Trump did something illegal. So the FBI was technically legally allowed to do what they did. Mm-hmm. And they found, I don't know how many documents, there's dozens of documents of classified top secret documents recently we've come out with there were nuclear documents mm-hmm. as um, those that were found and a lot of people think oh this was too drastic a measure but think about what if that happened if they not raided his home mm-hmm. the, the um uh the federal is it the federal reserve mm-hmm. um have been trying to get these documents is it i think it's the federal reserve i'm not what did it just be the white house or um it's the department that uh well i'm sure there's history. multiple departments that had classified documents in mor-a-lago i'm just i'm trying to think what the, specifically what department it was but there was a department that was basically going up to mar-a-lago saying okay we're missing these documents mm-hmm. can you give them back to us and they would give a few documents back but not all of them but not all of them no. and they knew that it wasn't all of them so and they kept they've asked it was like two or three times, and they would give them like one or two documents. Yeah. And then at that point, they were like, okay, we're going to go yeah. go in there and get it for ourselves. That's why they decided to go yeah. in. Mm-hmm. It's not that the FBI planted things. It wasn't that the FBI did this, um, and it was a really unneeded measure. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't really think they overdid what they should have done. No. That was definitely a measure they should have taken. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, the documents would still be there. They would never give and them back. The amount of nerve that a president could have to take those documents, store them, 
privately is insane. Like with those documents, he has the power. Like some of those could be obviously nuclear codes change with the, each like every day, but uh, some of those documents about nuclear locations, like statistics, stuff like that, and just all sorts of stuff about extremely, uh, extremely uh, private and. Uh, what did they call it? Oh my god, I'm blanking on it. Uh, top secret <laughs> U, uh, U.S. documents. That is stuff that can cause wars. Like, uh, for example, when they fig, if the uh, during the when Lincoln was just elected, uh, they the the Democrats and the Southerners were trying to find where. Uh, Lincoln's train and uh, locations were in those documents started wars like and like troop movements in Fort Sumter like that those stuff that stuff causes war causes wars fights stuff like that I don't know I'm just trying to think what what was his actual motive of doing this because I don't there's no good motive that would be just holding on to power those documents are the physical manifestation of power. It is illegal for him to take them out of mm-hmm. the White House, and that's exactly what he did. He mm-hmm. said, oh, well, they were put in residence, and we just took everything out of the residence and moved it. Well, they shouldn't be in the residence either. No. So none of his arguments make sense, whether it's the FBI planted it, whether it's someone put it in the, um, the residence of the White House when they were moving out. None of that makes sense. And their, their story keeps changing, too, and it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me at all. And a lot of this is coming into court, and he's trying to appoint a special master um, so they basically control um, what the court can look at, which makes no sense, though. No, if you're innocent. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Trump's just all over the place. Yeah. And, I I mean, I've watched a lot of MSNBC, CNN. They say, this is the end. This is basically where Trump's going to have to stop, Mm -hmm. and they're going to the law is eventually going to catch up. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. In my opinion, I think he'll at some point not be eligible to run for president anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he okay. will not go to prison, though. That's, it it yeah. won't happen. It's too powerful. There's never been a situation where a former president has ever, I guess, been convicted of a crime. Even Nixon did crimes while he was in the White House, but yeah. Ford pardoned him. And the only crime I can think of a president being convic- convicted for is Ulysses S. Grant. And that's... What did he do? <laughs> he got a speeding ticket. Uh, that's, that I feel doesn't like, count. That's... Okay. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't do anything that was completely crazy. No. Uh, that doesn't... I feel like this is the end of the road for him. Mm-hmm. But he seems to be able to slip through the uh, justice's hands every time. Mm-hmm. Like, think of all the things he's done in his life, and he's where he is now. Yeah. He's, he's 75, right? 76, 75. Mm-hmm. And... He's done so many bad things, and he's never faced real consequences for it. So to get to the point of your life where you're in your mid-70s, and you don't know what consequences are, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, am I being unrealistic here? No, not at all. He's a big baby, in my opinion. Yeah, and speaking of uh, bad things, uh, uh, tomorrow is going to mark the 21st anniversary. Probably when this video comes out. I think I'm going to release it later today. Okay. Um, it's the 21st anniversary of 9-11. Uh, so, 
you know, it was a it was a sad day. Last year we did a whole special on nine eleven, and a lot of issues facing the country then we're still facing today. Um, the difference would have been that that crisis kind of brought us together. Yeah. As Americans, both political parties were ever were able to work together. Everyone was able to back the president at the time, George Bush. Mm-hmm. Even with crisis today, we can't seem to be in the same boat together. No. Whether it's Afghanistan, that was a crisis, but the parties were on opposite ends of it. Yeah. The, uh, Ukraine. Ukraine, another thing. Mm-hmm. You have Republicans saying, oh, we should never send anything to Ukraine. What in the world? Mm-hmm. Really? And Financial support versus military support versus, versus like political support. Like All that stuff always finds its way on opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, I think it was Rand Paul's like, oh, your tax dollars are going to Ukraine. But I'm also thinking, we're a global superpower. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to lead the way for other countries. Yeah. So do you not want us to have that standing in the world anymore? I yeah, I thought y'all were anti-Russia. Yeah, like when 9-11 happened, we were, everybody was like, okay, we need to have mm-hmm. a counterattack. And basically, that's the same thing that's happening here. We, all Americans pretty much agree that we need to send support to Ukraine. It's just the way that people are always just so divided on how we're supposed to do that. It's just... It amazes me, really. Even, like, the Capitol insurrection. Mm-hmm. That is one of the largest domestic attacks we've ever had. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the largest attacks, domestic or international, yeah. that we've ever had in our country. And it's so divisive, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was really just Trump-backed voters, but the fact that more Republicans did not say, okay, this is wrong, amazes me. Yes. No one can say that's Okay. I mean, of course, you can go watch the episode we did a year ago. We went into depth for like 40 minutes about this. But it's it's kind of sad that even after crises, we're as divisive as we are. But only 21 years ago, we were able to get around one issue. Yeah. Um, and that's really all I have to say about that. But speaking of extremely recent events... Oh, okay, so this is not American politics, but... It's if we international. Did, if we did not mention this that wouldn't feel right but the queen of england um, died on thursday uh, they announced it 1 30 hour time i think it was 6 30 their time the news broke at uh, uh 6 31 their time 1 31 our time she had reigned for over 70 years born in 1926 her reign started in 1952 and we have a new king we Britain has a new king, uh, King Charles the Third, and it's really interesting though. He's the longest heir apparent we've ever had, mm-hmm. uh, and now Prince William is the heir apparent. But then after him, his son, uh, Prince George, mm-hmm. and, and uh, William's gotten the new title of Prince of Wales, which is the heir apparent, which King Charles had had for the last. I'm not actually sure how many years. 61 to 9 years. It's been a years. Uh, It's been a very long time, and he's the longest, longest to ever have that title. And, you know, it, it's really sad that the Queen's died. Um, mm-hmm. She sure was before. such an influential member of history uh, since World War II. She's the only leader in the entire world that's been around that long. Mm-hmm. And we lost her just four days ago. So three days ago. Right? She was in poor health. 
I'd gotten the notification early in the day that she was under medical supervision, mm-hmm. but I'd gotten that notification before. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the first time. That happened several times in the last year. But then I got the notification that all her family was rushing there. I was like, okay, well, that's serious. Yeah. And then at the end of my school day, I got a notification saying that she had passed away. And it was, it was yeah. actually really sad. Because um, I'd watched The Crown. You know, I love that show. Okay. But, I mean, that tells you a lot about her. It kind of like, it, mm. I mean, it's a lot more personal about her. Yeah. And it makes her seem less like. A monarch and more like a human. Like, yeah, it makes her more human. Sam, do you have anything I've been talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something. As we know, she served in World War II for the Allied Armies. She was a uh, – what did she do? She, was, she worked for the Calvary or something? I'm not sure. But she did service in World War II. She attended many events. She was the one who handed off the last remaining bits of power to Parliament. Uh, she – and she was a part of the United Kingdom for, what was that? How long was her reign? 70 years. She hit her platinum jubilee in like, was it February? Mm-hmm. They separate, celebrated it this summer. Um, I was expecting her to live longer. I was starting to say <laughs> before this. I was like, you know, she'd lived so long. Her mom was 101 when she died. And that was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, modern medicine has improved since then. I was expecting her to be over 100 when she passed, but yeah, her her health had been declining over the course of the last few months. She lost her husband just a little over a year ago, Prince Philip, mm-hmm. the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, you know, yeah. She- and in all fairness, the royals don't have a history of being extraordinarily healthy in genetics. There's still obviously some. Tr- lies and bits of incest still in the royal family today but still she has literally access to the best healthcare in the world yeah she she also saw i don't know how many presidents like 15 or something mm-hmm. she met every president since president truman except lbj except Lyndon B. johnson and i don't know how many prime ministers she's had mm-hmm. so many starting with winston churchill and ending with the one just elected trust which she met on tuesday Mm-hmm. That was the last public image of her was on Tuesday when meeting with the new prime minister. Bryn is going through a time right now, which if that happened in America, it would be scary. You know, yeah. if we had a monarch that died at the same time that we elected a new president, that would be a very scary time. You're, yeah. Like the prime minister and the head of state changed in the exact same week. It's interesting that that happened. The UK is on a severe decline. The population is, I'm not, it's, if it's increasing, it's not by much and it could be even decreasing. I, I don't know, Andrew, could you fact check that for me? But the UK is not in a good position right now. They are losing uh, GDP, annual GDP growth. Um, rent rates are higher. People are moving out. It is not going well it's going up by by 0.6 percent 0.6 percent and so that's not even enough to counteract the birth rates rent prices in london are going insane northern ireland is considering breaking off all this stuff that's going on in the uk and you were telling me andrew about some countries like australia wanting to even leave the commonwealth can you tell me more about that so i mean this has global global application because there are so many Commonwealth countries that wouldn't become republics. Mm-hmm. 
for example, like you said, Australia, I'm sure Canada has politicians now that are like, okay, the Queen's passed, so let's mm-hmm. move on. Let's move on from being tied with Britain. Uh, I don't know what kind of government the, the, uh, the Australia has. I think it was like the opposition leader. It's like, you know, the Queen, after, the, after Elizabeth died, we should move on. Mm-hmm. Become a republic and not be tied to the monarchy anymore. Uh, there's a, many Caribbean countries that have recently left. And there are still many Caribbean countries that are still in the Commonwealth. I'm assuming they're going to break ties after a while. There's going to become a point where they won't be tied to the British crown anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth was really the only person that tied it together and kept it together. Yeah, so what What would you say? Like around 400 million people? 400, 500 million people? Because what? You have Nigeria, you have Australia, Canada, United Kingdom, New Zealand. Nigeria, I think so. It's either, oh, it's either Niger or Nigeria. Niger. Uh, but anyway, this, like, this is a pivotal point. Like, although the monarchy has little to no here, has little to no actual political influence, it is a extreme figurehead. And the queen lived through everybody mm-hmm. at this point. She lived through the creation and destruction of a lot of these Commonwealth countries. I think so. British Commonwealth countries, I think it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It joined in 1960. I believe it is part of the Commonwealth. A bunch of, I didn't think there's that many African nations. Uh, but Colonial. she seemed like Pakistan used to be part of it, India used to be part of it. So she's overseen a whole bunch of countries leaving, including um, India and Pakistan, which is, there's so many people that live there. Mm-hmm. So that's a massive amount of population. They've seen Hong Kong leave. So many. So many, and now that King Charles the Third has uh, now become king, I'm I'm sure he'll oversee many as well. So mm-hmm. it's basically just the UK. Probably I, d- I doubt Canada's going to leave. I don't see that happening, but I can see Australia leaving. And another big controversial figure in Great Britain is Camilla, who's now the Queen Consort because of Princess Diana. I don't know how much you know about this. Mm-hmm. So Diana, they got divorced in 1996. Six, I think nineteen ninety six, and they remarried, and she died in a car crash in nineteen ninety seven, uh, and the queen wasn't very empathetic, and she, people absolutely hated her for it. The that was probably the lowest she's ever been in terms of popularity nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, Princess Diana was one of the most popular royals too, and mm-hmm. you don't get divorced to one of the most popular royals, especially if you're. She was only connected to the royal family by marriage. And, of course, Camilla had, she got divorced by, I don't remember his name, and then married Prince Prince Charles at the time, not King Charles. Camilla was not popular, and she's still not very popular either. Mm. She's not in a lot of succession, however. Well, she got married in, so she would never no. be. Uh, oh. Diana wasn't in it, either, she would married in. Uh, so there's still a lot of controversy um, in terms of Diana, the Queen, Camilla, and King Charles. Of course, I'm not. I don't know too much about it. I'm not going to go into depth yeah. about it. But, but he's basically trying to move on now that he's mm-hmm. king. Um, he's trying to move on. He's he's probably the most progressive in terms of the royal family. You're not allowed to have political opinions if you're in the royal family, though. No. And regardless of your political views, you should see the monarchy as neutral, really. 
the queen really did not dislike how um, how much of an advocate Princess Diana was and how much of an advocate King Charles is. And I don't know if you watched his speech that he put out yesterday. And basically he was like, okay, well, I, I used to work for a lot of these charities, fundraise for them, but now that I'm king, I can't do that. Yeah. And I'm going to stop doing that and I'm going to let other people take reins on that. Which is definitely something he should do. Yeah. He's, uh, there's also, I mean, this is a lot of just drama that we're about to move on from, but Prince Harry and Prince, uh, what's his name? Prince William, they've had a big conflict in the last few years. King Charles is also trying to reconcile the two of them. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's, it's, it's really sad. Like, even as an American, having Queen Elizabeth <laughs> be there for the last 70 years, yeah. most people's lifetimes, they've never seen anyone yeah. but that monarch. Mm-hmm. There aren't too many monarchs left. No. I don't see the British crown being overthrown anytime soon. Like, no. Them not having one. But Queen Elizabeth was really, really a symbol for the United Kingdom, I don't think King Charles is ever going to get to the point no. where that's the case. Mm-hmm. But I think it's time to move on. All right, so what's <laughs> the next thing here? We've got uh, Steve Bannon. Oh, gosh. I don't know if y'all heard about Steve Bannon, okay? So he got pardoned by President Trump because he basically, he, he basically, uh, what's the word? He scammed a bunch he embezzled. of people. He took their money because he's like, okay, well, this is going to pay for the border wall. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go towards the border wall. It went to his own pockets. And that's illegal. I don't know if you knew that. That's illegal. So President Trump pardoned him on all federal crimes, but that doesn't count for state crimes. Since he lives in New York, the New York Attorney General and the New York Justice Department have come out of him, come out uh, and get him. He's already been convicted of, of what was it? Uh, attempt to Congress for not showing up for a subpoena where the minimum amount, the minimum sentence he could get is 30 days. I don't know what the maximum is. It's probably not that high. Mm-hmm. But he'll get sentenced next month. But now he's gotten more uh, charges pressed against them for... Um, the state level. On the state level, just in New York, for money laundering and fraud. And, mm-hmm. and there's one other that I can't remember. But he was handcuffed yesterday. And <laughs> in front of what? This... What court? Some, yeah, in front in of New York. Some, in New York somewhere. Steve Bannon. It feels like every person that Trump's ever touched is like, God. I, I saw this on Trevor Noah. And he's like, you know, every person that Trump works with gets arrested and gets charged with crimes at some point in their life. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, he was joking about it, but it kind of seems that it, way. I mean, it's true. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, you either got to stick it with Trump to the end or you're going to get fired. And so, to give everybody a little bit of a background, Steve Bannon was the uh, campaign manager. I don't think he ever worked in the White House. I might be wrong about that. Uh, but he was a campaign manager. They had a little bit of a fallout with um, the elections in Alabama. I don't remember if you remember mm-hmm. that with Roy Moore and uh, Luther Strange. He backed Luther or Trump. I think it was his name was Luther Strange. Trump backed Luther Strange, and Steve Bannon backed Roy Moore. Mm-hmm. And that kind of created a little bit of tension between them. Of course, it's been resolved that since then. He's a little bit crazy. Well, everybody uh, in the Trump administration is. But don't don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. I feel like there are a little. You know, some people they they have very far right views. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how bad Elaine Chao was. She can't be too, too terrible. Who was the woman that did Secretary of Education? Um, oh. 
Betsy DeVos. Okay, she was a little... Her policies on charter schools was a little bit crazy. I don't want to use the word crazy. A little bit very much far right. I, mean, I, I think they were very against public schools. Well, yeah. She was putting money where it shouldn't be. Well, we're getting off topic. You no, know, but I mean, if we're just talking about Trump officials just in general. it's They're not the best crowd. She wasn't very educated in her field. I, I don't know why she ever got that job. I mean, Ben Carson's another whole. That's a whole other something. All right, all right, so, we'll move on. <laughs> but, so, but basically, you know, Steve Bannon, it's a big thing right now because he's such a big figure within um, Trump world. Mm-hmm. And if he does end up getting more time and uh, he gets convicted for more crimes than just um, contempt to Congress mm-hmm. for not showing up to a subpoena about January 6th, that, I mean, just on its own, not showing up to Congress. That's a huge Especially in front of the January 6th committee. I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> if you're not willing to tell the committee, then what have you done? Mm-hmm. Like, am I wrong? Like, I don't yeah. think I'm wrong about Being, that. Being, showing cool moves isn't going to do nothing in the legal world. Let me see if I can find the quote. He was like, well, uh, we're just starting the fight. I mean, they all say that, so here we go. They will never shut me up. They'll have to kill me first. I've not yet begun to fight. You can't really speak to the public in prison. And he starts, this is what happens in the last days of a dying regime. (laughs) I think he's, um, I I don't normally see President Biden's administration as a regime. He also has two more years. It's not dying, okay? No, he's, like I said, he's a little... <laughs> oh, well. I mean, not just his different political views. I don't know how educated he is. I mean, the way he speaks, it's kind of okay. Um, I mean, people probably say that about my English, though, so <laughs> I don't want to say too much. Yeah, he's he's a unique character. And, and not just his politics, like I said, but just how he acts. I mean, why would you say that? You know? All right. Well... Okay, next next thing we're going to talk about <laughs> in terms. So, this is big because all the primaries have happened. There, mm-hmm. I think we were talking, but whenever our last podcast, we probably mentioned midterms. We're always going to mention midterms. They're coming up. We're going to be doing a live stream. We're, we're midterm thinking night. 6.30. I bet we'll probably start at 6.30. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, go, we, we'll go on later tonight. We'll release more details. We're as not sure how well, late we'll go. Well, we're going to have to for our schedules at school night. Uh, I think it'll be fun, fun night, so come on. It's twitch.tv slash teens.politics. But last time we spoke, most of the primaries did not happen at that point, and now almost all of them have. Yeah. I, I want to point out a very particular case that I saw. This was Larry Hogan. You know who he is? Governor of Maryland. Oh. Republican governor, which is surprising coming From out Maryland. of Maryland. He had won back in 2010 because Obama had become very unpopular after passing Obamacare. So his campaign got launched, and he was able to win as a Republican in Maryland that year. And he became very popular, and then he won again in 2018, I would say. So what? Or was he? Yeah, not 2010. I think it was 2014 he was first elected. 2014, and then he elected in 2018, and then now he's term limited, so he can't run again. (laughs) And he's voting for the Democrat candidate, and the reason for this is because the Republican candidate is an uh, election conspiracyist. <laughs> theorists, and he claims that Biden never won, and he said he's not backing someone like that. No, uh, governors like that are all from blue states, though. Governors mm-hmm. that are like, okay, Biden won. So I'm, I don't know how many of these people you recognize. Larry Hogan's the governor of Maryland, like I which said. is a very blue state. Phil Scott, he's governor of Vermont. It's kind of blue. 
Vermont. Oh, never mind. Massachusetts, <laughs> Charlotte Baker. That's probably even more democratic. Uh, I need to kill myself. Uh, Charlotte Baker is actually surprisingly conservative coming out of Massachusetts. Phil Scott's really not at all. He's very conservative. He was one of the a very moderate. He was one of the first Republicans to come out after the riot at the Capitol, being like, "Okay, this is not okay." Mm-hmm. But I think it's very interesting that some of the Republicans that are literally in office still are just like, "We're not. I'm not even going to no. entertain I mean, the idea and, of someone like that." And obviously, office. you want to keep social stuff. Like a lot of these people, people are on their last terms and stuff like that in their respective blue states. Mm-hmm. But still, it still sends a message. I mean, that's the only reason Richard Burr voted to convict Trumps because he wasn't running again, so it didn't no. matter. No. I mean, Tom Tillis had six more years. But that's but, but that shows how unbiased. Like when you when there's nothing on the line, like that's the true, the truest form of unbiasedness of the least bias that you can get out of a politician ever. I mean, they're following their conscience. If mm-hmm. you're not worried about public opinion, you can do what you want. Because what Larry Hogan's never going to run for president. He's not going to run for senate. He, he's entertaining the idea of running. For really? Uh, he's not going to win. He won't win that primary. People in the Republican Party hate him. He's entertained it. I've yeah. seen him on uh, Fox News. He's entertained it there. I saw him on Student of the Union on CNN. He's entertained it there. You think he could possibly switch to conservative Democrat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Liz Cheney is also entertaining the idea, and she, she won. Right. Well, she'll Liz run. Cheney. I'm guarantee you she will run. She She's going to run? Win, no, she ain't. I can guarantee you she'll run at some point. Uh, her, idol, her political career is not over. We forgot to even write this down. We need to talk about Liz Cheney. Okay. okay, what happened with her? I've that. been like out of the loop. Okay, well, so she lost her primary to mm-hmm. like Harriet something um, by a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, she lost maybe 60 points. It was something ridiculous. She lost by so much in Wyoming. In Wyoming. And people were like, oh, it's going to be close. She might win. Some Republican voters might see the light. That did not happen. But she, it's Wyoming. Yeah, she lost by so much. And a lot of people are like, okay, her political career is not over. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure about that. I'm not really sure about that because, I mean, you look, where does she have an opportunity to go in? I mean, Biden might put her in the cabinet. We don't know. It's unlikely. It would show some sort of bipartisan. If well, that's if Biden wins, and that's still a high uncertainty. Well, and there's like an opening, too, in the cabinet. I mean, that's, the cabinet hasn't changed since, like, Forever ago, I mean, mm-hmm. compared to what Trump did, where you just see <laughs> attorney general every week, it's like, uh, yeah. But you know, you wouldn't, was, but you wouldn't put her on that spotlight. You wouldn't put Liz Cheney in the spotlight just d- right around the midterms. I think the only two Republicans that are showing bipartisanship right now is her and Adam Kinzinger. Yeah, and they can, after a while, they don't really seem like they're bipartisan. They just seem like they're Democrats. You need yeah. more variety in terms of other Republicans you're pulling. And you can't even call, like, what, Christian Sinema and Joe Manchin. You can't call those They're guys. Democrats, but... you know. <laughs> I mean, and both of them aren't going to be able to run again. No. Adam Kinzinger's already retired, and then Liz Cheney, her, her, her career in the House is over. Mm-hmm. She The only way I see is if she goes into the cabinet with Biden or if she runs for president again, which mm-hmm. she won't win. There's no way. She'll win that general, though. If she won the Republican primary, she will win that general. Yeah. There's a lot I don't agree with her because she's so conservative. She's very much pro-life, mm-hmm. but she's anti-Trump. Yeah, and that's the change we need to see. 
she is more of like your Bush character. And, uh, <laughs> Good analogy. Because Bush, I can't see him ever voting for Trump. I, I'm, I'm and he's, sure and he's stated doing. that. He, I mean, he's endorsed a lot of Trump candidates, but I don't even know. He might have endorsed Trump. I'm not sure. But he most definitely did not believe that the Capitol insurrection no. was Antifa. He most definitely did not believe that should have I happened. Don't, yeah. He didn't vote for Trump in 2020, did he? No. I mean, I times he shouldn't have. I don't know who no. did, though. Um, oh, wow. I know uh, who was a George H.W. Bush voted for Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. which is so strange because that's the wife of the person that beat him in 1992. Yeah. Which really shows you how much the Republican Party has changed. Am I wrong, though? No. You have to look like you go from George H.W. Bush, who literally raised taxes. Mm-hmm. No Republican president's ever going to do that again. You know, oh, so Ronald Reagan lowers it. George H.W. Mm-hmm. Bush is like, the debt is going through the roof. We're going to have to raise them. Then Bill Clinton actually gets us out of debt for a very limited amount of time. You have George W. Bush's son come back in, and we have debt again. Yeah. Obama tries to do that and get us out of debt again, but we're through the, uh, the Great Recession, so that, yeah. that doesn't work out. And by the time the Great Recession's over, we have the midterms and we lose the House. And then Trump. And then Trump, I don't even know. Yeah, and, then, and now Biden is struggling with literally we everything. We have so many crises right now. Yeah. We're coming out of the pandemic. We're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. We're still get, getting over Afghanistan. It's literally been a year, mm-hmm. and that's still a thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're looking at, I mean, even relations with Britain is, on, is questioning. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't actually think that we're going to struggle with our relationship with Great Britain. But there is talk of that, though. But of course, this is all like fear mongering and crap. But no, uh, there, there's just so much going on for the Biden. Plus China, plus China's stuff in Taiwan, all that stuff. Inflation is a massive thing. Mm-hmm. And if there's one crisis that is the biggest right now, it's definitely inflation. Mm-hmm. President Biden has struggled so much with this, but he, there's not much he can do. Mm-hmm. Like the worst he did was when he put out the. Uh, uh, Stimulus checks, mm-hmm. which this is this is according to what I've seen on the news. Two percent of inflation is because of the stimulus checks. Five percent of inflation is because of trade relation issues with China. Mm-hmm. Most of it's because of their code policy and how messed up it's making shipping routes between China and the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. And the last percent is basically normal inflation rate, which is yeah. that three percent where you get that, and that's why it's so high right now. Yeah. It's a collection of everything. And same thing with gas prices. It's a collection of literally everything. It's inflation. It's Ukraine war. It's, I guess, we, uh, we're we trying to borrow I mean, more from Venezuela, the, but Republicans don't like that. In the next, people did a progression. If the inflation rate stays the same constant right now, in 50 years, a cup of coffee is going to cost 50 bucks. Like, that's how much inflation is moving right now. I won't be alive for that. We'll be alive for a $50 cup of coffee. And it's not like paychecks are rising that much. Uh, you get mm-hmm. a small percentage, slightly more, but yeah. it doesn't counteract your inflation. So, right but now. then speaking of the economy, we, we're we going to talk briefly about student uh, loans. Okay. So, so loans. okay. You want to introduce this? So sure. So back in how, when was this? What was it? Two weeks ago? Two or three weeks ago. Uh, the, uh, the federal government approved a plan to relieve all student loans from what? Everybody born? Uh, it was if you make under 100 some thousand. I don't know. 
25,000 maybe a, uh, a year, year and you will be relieved twice that you're married yeah uh, you get relieved of 20 to 10 uh, between 10,000 20,000 dollars mm-hmm. I don't know what declared what how much it was yeah but it's between those thresholds and that would be just taken off yeah like, student loans they would just eliminate it they weren't giving you money they were just taking that student loan off which helped a lot of people yeah but people don't like it because they're like oh well I already paid off my student loans. Why? Why isn't the government helping me out? Yeah, and there's really just nothing you can do. I mean, they if you're if, cheaper is what they should do. Well, yeah, but they can't really do that. No, it's privatized. It's so expensive. It's I mean, you have to see public colleges are subsidized slightly. That's why mm-hmm. they're cheaper than private yeah. colleges. But what? There's nothing that they can do. This is the best option. Other than what they've already done to make colleges cheaper, they can't do much no. more without this. Completely bankrupt, you yeah. know, completely destroying and everything. If you're complaining about other people getting not as much student loan debt, just be happy that other people can move on with their life because this is a, one of the most pressing issues in a while. And if plus the majority of people who don't have much student loan debt were, was paid had colleges paid by their parents, and so you can't if and the more a lot of people who do have major student loan debt had didn't have that option okay so i saw this thing of fox 14 percent of people have a graduate degree whether mm-hmm. they went to law school grad school whatever it was yeah. and over half of the student loan that being relieved is from people that went to graduate school yeah and you're like well that doesn't add up mm-hmm. this was jesse waters i don't know if you're familiar with him he was on fox I mean, he's actually one of my least favorite Fox anchors. He's like actually worth some shot hand, you know, which is mm-hmm. surprising coming out of anyway. Uh, but he was basically saying, well, my whole family, I'm the only one in my family that does not have a graduate degree, and I'm the most famous, I'm the most successful. And I hate people with graduate degrees. What? Okay. Is the that- graduate, de- Your graduate degree is the only way that is a safe is the safest, most reliable way that you're going to make a good sum of money in mm-hmm. today's world. Like if you're wanting to be successful and you're just focusing on okay, what is going to let me have enough money to survive? You can't city? just become an artist and skip that. Doctor, lawyer, right? The, lawyer. Go to business school. Politician. <laughs> not really. Not what? really a politician. Law school. Well, that goes under your term. You know, being a the people who graduate degrees are people that are in the middle class. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Like, for the most part, they're all people in the middle and class. And a lot of that is debt. A lot of it, yeah, they have a lot of debt, but especially doctors, they pay after like 20, 30 years. It takes yeah. a really long time for them to pay it off. It's like a mortgage on us. Mm-hmm. It takes them a ridiculous time to pay it off. Biden relieving this is a good thing. Yeah, it strengthens people. Like, ima- imagine how bad like the healthcare industry is. It is terrible right now. And if we don't have this steady stream of people who are wanting to become doctors and nurses in the future, surgeons, stuff like that, it's just another reason why people aren't wanting to do this anymore. They want to start their own entrepreneurial business, take other classes elsewhere. I mean, there's a shortage of jobs everywhere. But, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the main shortages, like, have you seen the shortage on pilots? Have you, like, yeah. if you've been to the airport, holy crap, delays are so bad right now. Yeah. Because if pilots don't get enough sleep, oh, the flight has to get delayed a certain amount for them to rest so they can be under legal standards. Yeah. They don't have another and pilot And you can kind of treat pilot, your pilot's license and your commercial pilot's license as a graduate school. 
Like it's so expensive though. Yeah, yeah it, it's basically just like that. It's one of the most expensive. Careers. That's why these things need to be subsidized, Mark. So yeah, anything I'm, else? I mean, if you want to talk about flights, oh my god, the delays <laughs> right now. So one of the most talked about things on the news right now is how bad traffic is there, mm-hmm. and so many flights are canceled. Like uh, JetBlue bought Spirit. I don't know if you saw that Spirit mm-hmm. Airlines. American has a bunch of cancellations. This month has been better than last month, but that's not saying much, I'll tell you. But there's really a crisis right now when it comes to aviation, just purely because of the lack of pilots. And a lot of the airplanes haven't been flying in the last year. It's the first year they've flown because they were on lockdown for a year. Mm -hmm. It really is kind of crazy how long it's taken for people to get back in the air. How many cancellations. Like, I don't know if you've looked at it's like... um, specific airports whether it's new york o'hare there's so many canceled flights every single day that's stuff you did not see three years ago you know um yeah i mean can the federal government do anything not really it's all because they're all private companies uh delta american every airline has been really bad about cancellations i think JetBlue is the worst which is sad because they just fought spirit and that spirit's gonna be pretty bad i bet you know it Airlines will always be airlines. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to say? Not really. All right. This has been Teen Stock Politics. Thank you for listening in. We'll mm. see you in uh, the next episode. We might try to do more like streams and then we'll upload the footage. Yeah. I mean, so the audio from the footage. Uh, we'll see what happens. Thank mm. you. We'll see you shortly.